Hello again, and I'm Michelle Shaw with this episode of Upskill Talks. I'm very excited to continue this conversation about thinking. In the previous episode, I shared a story with you about how automatic thinking impacts us. And we talked about the need for reflection. In this episode, I'm going to continue that conversation by encouraging you to shift and include more intentional thinking to complement our automatic ways of thinking as we proceed on our leadership journey. So what I want to do, I want to repeat the story that I led off with in the previous episode because it highlights the dangers of automatic thinking. And then I'm going to just take us through some strategies for including more intentional thinking into our daily routine as leaders. Let's dive in. The story goes that a mother usually prepares ham for celebratory occasions. And what she would do is cut off both ends of the ham before baking it. Her daughter observes this behavior and grows up and begins to do the same thing when she becomes an adult in her own house. Cut off the two sides of the ham before baking it. As the daughter grew her family, she had a very inquisitive little girl who started to ask a lot of, why mommy? Why mommy? Why mommy? And so one day, as the mother was preparing the ham for Christmas, she's cut off the two sides of the ham and put it in the baking container before putting it in the oven. And the little girl, Samantha, is three years old at this time. And she said, mommy, why did you cut off the two sides of the ham? And the mom, for the first time, realized she actually didn't know why. So she said, Sam, I'm not so sure, actually. My mother used to do it. That's how I learned to cook ham. She always did it, so I do it too. And Samantha, classic three-year-old style, goes, but why? But why? And so mommy decides to call grandma. And mommy calls grandma and says, Mom, Sam is here asking, why am I cutting off the two sides of the ham before baking it? Can you tell me why? And grandma goes, well, dear, in the days when I was making the ham, the container we used to bake it in was very small, so it couldn't fit the whole ham, so I had to cut off the two ends in order for it to fit in the pan. And now her daughter looks at the size of the pan she has in front of her. This pan could actually fit two hams, and she continued the practice of cutting off the two ends of the ham. Finally, because Samantha asked why, mommy realized that she was continuing a practice that had no longer been relevant. It didn't need to continue. In fact, it was ridiculous to continue that practice. How do we do that? How do we intentionally think about our thinking? We're busy. We are busy from we wake up till we go to bed. We can't make any more time in our day. We have so many widgets to move, so many demands on our time, so many people pulling on us. Where do you find time to think? That, that quiet, uninterrupted thinking time. 
But as leaders, this has to be brought up on our list of priority to the very top to create space, to make dedicated time for this important activity that we must do as leaders to be effective. And as our world becomes more uncertain and more complex, as so many things are shifting, if you did not commit time to think before and to think about your thinking, you may have gotten away with it a little bit easier. But because we are improving, increasing the complexity of our world so rapidly, it's not a risk you want to take. You want to, number one, dedicate time for thinking. This doesn't need to be a full day. It could be 15 minutes a day, half an hour a day, an hour a day, 10 minutes a day. It just needs to be your practice, your discipline to think about your thinking because thinking is the number one job that we have as leaders. So think about how do you think? Do you think with music in the background, with white noise in the background? Do you think when you're looking out at a good view, do you prefer to think quietly? How do you think? What do you need in place? What are the ideal conditions for you to think? How do you create those conditions? Where is that space, that place that you can get into your mindset for thinking? You have to think about this. What are the strategies that you use for thinking? What are the tools that you use for thinking? How do you record the thoughts that come from your practice? When do you reflect on these thoughts as a result of your practice? When is this quiet time that you have? These are things we have to think about. Do you set aside 10 minutes early in the morning before you start your day? Do you have a notebook? Do you use your devices? Do you use a board? Do you mind map? I'm a mind mapper, so I need a big board to mind map. I, I have to write things down. There's scribblings all over my office because I'm, I have to write. That may not be you. Maybe you have another way that you do this. I have to have a lot of things written all over the place and then I go back over them and delete things that don't make sense and connect things that make more sense to me. How does that work for you? What do you do? I think on the go sometimes. I use my notes in my, in my phone. How are you doing this? When I have a few minutes waiting for a doctor's appointment, I'm taking that time to think, to reflect on something, to review something that I've been thinking about. We need space to think. And so you have to carve out that time. You have to create that time intentionally for your thinking practice. And when we're thinking, it's important for us to dig a little bit deeper, to ask those questions that Samantha asked her mother. How does it come to be that you cut off the two ends of the ham before you bake it? Samantha is scrutinizing her mother's behavior Samantha is asking, what if there was a way that you didn't need to cut it off? What if you didn't need to cut it off, right? These are questions that we are not asking. And actually, many of us as parents get annoyed with children, keep asking why, 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 why? So it's important for us to go back to that stage and become more curious and start asking these questions. Doing your scenario mappings, what if, so what? 
challenging assumptions, the assumptions that we are living with, that we are leading with. Challenge those assumptions. Don't have someone on your team come and ask you the kind of question that Samantha asks you and expose the fact that you're not even thinking, that you're on automatic. You've been hit the cruise control button and you're not even doing the actual work of leading, which is intentional thinking and that scrutiny that you apply to your own self. Don't expose yourself as someone that's already hit the cruise control button and has actually stopped thinking. Anything but automatic. So, This is the real, real work that we have to do as leaders is to ask, how does this come to be so? What if the opposite were true? What then? So what? What if? These are questions for us to be thinking about as we sit and have our own reflections. Ask those questions of ourselves. What if this were not so? What else would be possible? Ask these questions. Think, rethink, reverse your thoughts, think outside of the box, think the opposite. Because these are the ways that we can put pressure on our own selves to broaden our frame of reference. And then I want to invite you now to find a thinking partner. Who are you thinking with? Because a mind that feeds on its own soon becomes starved. It's one of my favorite quotations. I'm not sure who I should attribute it to. But you don't want to be thinking on your own only. You need to think on your own, but you need to think with others. Because that mind that feeds on its own will become starved. And we cannot afford that in this climate that we're working in right now. Too many things are shifting too rapidly. We have to be very agile in our thinking. And so we need to be on the cutting edge as thinking leaders. So I want to encourage you to be thinking with others. Who are your thinking partners? When you're thinking with others, you're getting their perspectives. You're having an opportunity to see how others interpret the same information differently. You get to recognize the gaps in your own thinking. You get to learn from others and fill in the little pieces of the puzzle to bring greater clarity to yourself, to change your perspective, to expand your frame of reference. We need to think with others to become more innovative, to help us problem solve, to help us become more creative, to help us solve the complex problems in our world today, to help us deal with the complexity of leading, leading well-being, creating a culture of positive experiences, cultures of inclusion, cultures of adaptability, cultures of innovation. This is difficult work. We need to be on our thinking game, on the cutting edge in order to survive and thrive in this environment. So I want to encourage you to choose yourself a thinking partner and get busy brainstorming, tinkering, exploring, experimenting, just thinking about how you are exchanging ideas, taking different perspectives, organizing, reorganizing your ideas, scrutinizing yourself and think about your own system for thinking, the frameworks you're using, the models you're using. How do you think? Think about your own process for thinking. And think about, is my process taking me where I want to go with my thinking? And what do I need to modify in my process as I develop this as a practice, as a discipline, so that as a leader, I have a way, a structured way of thinking, although 
I can at any time think outside of that box, but I have a starting point. I have a place to go back to. So I want to encourage you as you engage in your world, we consume a lot of content and the content is great, but it's not as good as if we have time to interrogate it, to have conversations about it, to reimagine some of the content, to rethink it, to revise it, to recontextualize it, to reorganize it, to reframe it, to reformat it, to rethink about this content and to make sense of it and to apply it to what we do and to bite it up based on what we can true in our own context, based on our needs, based on our strengths, based on our goals. I want to encourage you to think about the story I shared with the little girl, Samantha, asking the question, why are you cutting off the two ends of the ham? And see the mom got caught like a deer in a headlight. No answer because she has never thought about an activity that she continues to do. I want to encourage you as leaders, let's stop and ask ourselves, what if I were to do this another way? How can I dig a little bit deeper and figure out, am I doing this automatically? Are there other ways to do this? Let's ask ourselves, let's scrutinize ourselves before we expose ourselves to the thinkers who are asking the difficult questions. That's it for this episode of Upskill Talks. Thank you for listening. The next episode will be next Monday. I'm Michelle Shaw, your host. I really appreciate you listening and I look forward to hearing your feedback on episode after episode. Go to upskillcommunity.com slash podcast for all the show notes and everything you need to learn about what we're doing at Upskill Community to support leaders on their leadership journey. Thank you very much and see you next week.